What's up, everyone? I'm Hannah Rose with the Girls Club Podcast, and we have a guest. Her name is Harper Rose (laughs) on today. What's up? Hey, girl. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, this is awesome that you're here. We have very similar names. I get mistaken for you sometimes, which is a compliment. (laughs) I get mistaken for you sometimes. Yeah. Did you? Okay. One time I got kicked out of um, a fourth wall mic. This is like pre-pandemic. I got kicked out and I'm pretty sure he, this is before I'd even met you. And he wrote down, because he said I was laughing too loud. I'm like, a bitch is supportive, but he kicked me out and he wrote down my name as Hannah Rose. And so he's like, you can't come back here. And I didn't know who you were. So the stakes were really low for me. And I'm like, all right, well, that sucks for Hannah Rose. And then, (laughs) but I think it was, I think it ended up being okay. Yeah, I'm not banned from fourth wall, but like, why would you okay. get banned from laughing? Only at fourth wall would they be like, you can't laugh here. That's not what we do here. They're like, we want to keep the mood grim. I'm like, yeah. okay, I got it. That's really funny. Yeah, I had an experience when I was hosting at Burt's. One of the hosts didn't know my name, but I have a jacket that says Rose on it. So I think he like put it, he was like, oh, you know, it's either, you know, Harper or Hannah. And he kept saying Harper Rose. And I thought you were behind me or something. You know, that's not my name. Yeah. And then finally, I realized he's talking to me. And I just go, oh, what's up? And I just, like, pretended that was my name. <laughs> <laughs> because I felt, like, I felt, I didn't want him to feel really awkward that he kept calling me not my name. That's so funny. Okay, so we've both pretended to be each other before. That's funny. Yeah, I was like, I feel bad <laughs> that he just has been calling me this this whole time. And I, <laughs> you know, I had someone, uh, it was Ryan, actually. Um, Ryan DM'd me being like, hey, are you hitting this mic today? And I'm like, what the fuck? No, what? And he was like, he yeah, like that. it's starting. I'm like, honey, I think you're on acid because I don't know what's going on. And he's like, oh, oh my God, I meant to do this to, to Hannah Rose. I'm like, Honey, because I'm taking a depression nap, so you can go do that, Mike. Because I'm gonna be in bed. But yeah, like I'm not, I'm not coming. I'm not, I'm not no. driving to Pasadena <laughs> for whatever, Mike. No, no, God, that was really funny. Oh uh, yeah, that's the only couple experiences I've had. I do have um, the owner of Fourth Wall because my initials are HR. He calls me Human Resources. Oh, that's fun. That's a you know not a name I ever thought I would have <laughs> a nickname. And is Hannah Rose your first name? No, it's it's my first and middle name. Oh, okay, okay, nice. Is is Harper Rose your first name? Yeah, that's my first name, and I would get teased so hardcore. They would call me like, but they wouldn't. They would never do anything interesting with like the Rose part. Okay, so you're getting teased for like, oh, HR. They would just call me Herpes Harp growing up. And I'm like, I'm literally a scared virgin, so I don't know why I'm getting dragged. But okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's. I feel like we have a lot in common. I didn't lose my virginity until I was nineteen, a little older. Okay, girl, go off. Yeah, yeah. I was. Let's see. To a, I lost it first to a girl, so that was when I was twenty-one, mm-hmm. and then to a dude at twenty-two. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I feel like I just stopped being afraid of penises. Like, I'm twenty-three now. I, 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 they're just so like, I don't know. There's a lot going on there and I don't want to touch them. I was actually texting with this one dude. He's my friend, but we, we used to kind of date and he, he texted me recently. He's like, are you still afraid of dicks? He like knew that. that was like- <laughs> no, no, that is haunted. Oh my God. I know. And I was like, 
And I was like, how did you know that? And he was like, I could tell. <laughs> that is so funny. That so, is so funny. Yeah. See, I'm like, I'm the opposite. So I'm 28 and like guys will message me like, Harper, I feel like you're afraid of dick now. I'm like, yeah, I am. Keep it away. <laughs> Go away. Stop. Yeah. Um, that's that's funny. Uh, when did you start doing stand-up? Okay, well, the first time I ever did stand-up, I was 19. I dropped out of college and moved up here from San Diego. And I my first open mic was at the comedy store. And I get up and I tell one joke. You got on the comedy store the first time? I was interning for this company called Laugh Stuff. And so I was kind of like loosely working in comedy and I really wanted to do it. But at the time I was so scared and shy. Like, see, like you were afraid of yeah. dicks. At that time I was afraid of stand up, So I was just like too afraid. Yeah. But um, some people that I work with and I knew it was a big deal to get up at the comedy store, but I don't like now looking back, I'm like, oh, that's a huge deal. At the time I was right. just kind of like, um, okay. But uh, so because of like, because I was kind of working in comedy, I got put up and I got one joke out someone heckled me and I ran off the stage crying and then I didn't do it again until I was 24 I believe yeah what did they say what did they heckle you nice tits and I was like (laughs) I wasn't even wearing anything like like, thank you I know I I should have just been like okay but I was not a bad bitch I was a very much shy very much scared bitch so I just ran off and cried because confrontation was not one of my strong suits the first time I ever had a show at the comedy store I'm just like waiting in the bar area and this guy comes up to me and he's like, are you here to like see stand up? And he's like blackout drunk. And I was like, oh no, I'm like doing a show in the belly room. And then he's like, he looks me up and down. He's like, you, you're doing a show. (laughs) And I was already so nervous. And he was like, no, I think you're watching it. And I was like, no, I'm doing it. And he was like, and then he goes, he goes like this, he goes, what do you do? Talk about dicks? And I was like, maybe. <laughs> maybe that's all I talk about. See, that's such about. bullshit because it's like guys get up there and then talk about sex, but then it's like when we do it, they're like, oh, you're a whore. I'm like, yeah. okay. He was, you he don't was know like, me. What do you do? Talk about dating and dicks? And I was like, I mean, yes, but like. <laughs> but there's like more to it. It's like nuanced. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like sophisticated dick talk. So. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, and it just was some guy. It wasn't like a comic or anything. It was just like yeah, he was just dude. some like drunk asshole. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, I started doing stand up when I was nineteen as well, but it scared me. Mm-hmm. I went to. Have you ever heard of the place Marty's? Yes. I yeah. I used to live right by Marty's. That's like the first open mic I ever did, and it scared the shit out of me. Wait, don't it wasn't that like a feedback mic? Wouldn't they like yell at you or something? I don't think they were supposed to. I don't think that was the, <laughs> <laughs> I think that happened. I don't think okay. that, that was the premise of it though. Okay, got it. And I have like a recording of my first set and I'm just like so scared being like, you know, high school, right? You know. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, no, and you're like, okay. <laughs> and there's someone on my recording and he just goes, Shut up, that's not funny. Oh my God. I'm going to go do improv for four years. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. Same. Yeah. So I got scared off. I scared away from that. Uh Honey, you were very similar. Yeah. I got scared away from that. And then I was just like, all right, I'll just go. Cause I did some improv in high school. And then I was like, all right, fuck it. I'll just go be a UCB bitch. Right. Yeah. And then I did that in Groundlings and then was like, this isn't hitting. So I had to go back to a stand up. Yeah. Yeah. I did IO and the pack. So. Oh, okay, honey. Don't worry about it. (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah, I did improv. I don't think I could have ever done stand-up if I didn't do improv because I just was so afraid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But yeah. I, I definitely, yeah, I like stand-up way more. Improv Me is too. just too stupid and silly. Well, I like... I like going to see improv shows like at like UCB and whatnot. I think it's, I think it can be really fun, but like, I'm just such a control freak. I don't like, cause I've had so many experiences where like where you get on stage and then someone like either like kills the scene or like, you know, I've, I'm sure I've been guilty of like fucking up a scene before, but I'm like, if I'm going to fuck up, I want it to be all on me. Like, I don't want to have right. a team on my back, you know? Yeah. You don't want to have to, after the show, be like, sorry guys, it just was happening off night. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I do agree that um, improv definitely, like, I feel like assisted with stand up because I feel like it makes you more okay with being on your feet. Yeah. And not knowing. And like, helps, helps you, like, get your stage as, like, monologue. Because I, I feel like a lot of people, when they first start doing stand up, they, like, memorize. Yeah. Like, this is exactly what I'm going to say. And if anything happens, I'm not going to know what to do because I have this script in my head I'm reading. Yeah. yeah very true yeah yeah so so you start doing stand-up when you're 19 um mm-hmm. and then, then stopped started... and then re and then took it back up when I was like 24 ish 23 gotcha. 24 gotcha um and you're doing improv between then what else were you kind of doing drugs mostly and <laughs> <laughs> I was because I felt very lost because I like moved up here with like a clear plan and then when that plan wasn't as easy as I had thought it was or I was like too afraid mm-hmm. I just kind of like you know it's very stereotypical like fell into the wrong crowd blah 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 and like none of my friends were my age because I wasn't in college and like right. everyone in acting classes and, and whatnot was like I think my youngest friend was 23 right. and so I had no one my you know and at 19 like that's a pretty big difference but then um yeah, I don't know. I just kind of partied for a while and I was just very lost. I was like in, in and out of some relationships mm-hmm. and then I was like half-assed acting. I got like a couple things and then I would get cut out of them, um, yeah. you know, and, but like, I would always just like, I just yearned for comedy. I like, I grew up watching stand-up. Like I always knew that's what I wanted to like do, but mm-hmm. you know, it just took me a few years to like get the courage back up. To, yeah yeah I had that experience too like when I moved here I, I only knew like 30 year olds I knew no one my age mm-hmm. and, that, and then that made like dating difficult because I was like I don't have anyone around me my age to date and then like any 30 year old that's willing to date a 19 year old losers yeah not a good literally same. yeah I, I was dating this one guy who was 33 when I was 20 years old and my mm-hmm. fake ID didn't work one time going into a bar and he got so mad at me. And he, he literally said, God, would you just grow up? And I was like, <laughs> you were like pedophile. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying, but <laughs> I had a fake ID too, because of a boyfriend I had. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, I got in trouble for mine at warp tour. Oh um, shit. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I went to go into the beer garden Mm-hmm. and my fake id was like from south carolina and she's like oh all out-of-state ids are gonna be checked by the police and just like hands it to a cop and i'm like there with my old boyfriend it was like his 33rd birthday or something it was like, <laughs> a warp tour for his birthday Fuck. <laughs> and yeah red flag i know i uh, yeah and the cop 
he like starts asking me questions and then he finally is like can you name another city in south carolina and i was like uh no (laughs) and i got my fake id and then he like left me like i was like almost about to get arrested and he just was like i don't want my like you're like causing problems on my birthday i was like we didn't have to go to the beer garden we could have just stayed out and watched the bands and he just like exactly me oh my god see this is what he gets for dating an actual child it's like what are you fucking doing i know but and i even at the point i was like you were supposed to like help me like (laughs) i'm a kid I feel like we all, when we're dating older guys, because at first, I don't know about you, but like, I definitely thought I'm like, these older guys like me because I'm just so mature. And I just, right. I've gone through stuff, you know, like they get it. They get it. It's like, mm, no, honey, they get um, close to dating minors. But um, right, I right, was right. just like, I feel like I had like a little, you know, out of body experience one time when I was like, it was again, like at a bar and I just was kind of like looking at him and like the, the lights turn on because like we stayed there for a long time and I just saw like how old his face looked yes yes I just saw and I'm like wow your face looks like my dad's and I don't like this at all so <laughs> I'm gonna see myself out <laughs> that's so oh my god I've had that ex- yeah where it's like the, hi- the light just like hits their crow's feet and you're mm-hmm. like oh you're old like <laughs> yeah this is not appropriate yes yes yeah, wow yeah, I see like the sun damage yeah yeah you, you like the smokers lines and I'm like okay here we go yeah yeah you're like okay let maybe. me get out while I'm ahead yeah 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 I'm like maybe I'm not as mature as he says I am <laughs> I'm like maybe I do just want to stay in and watch Amanda Bynes movies it's okay here we yeah. go <laughs> yeah yeah I could do that instead that's funny uh yeah I never I, I never really got into doing drugs, which like no one believes. Like everyone's like, look at you and do tats and like you've done drugs. And I'm like, I'm too, I'm, I'm afraid of them. <laughs> That's okay. I really feel like it's always the people with like a lot of tattoos that actually live like a tame lifestyle. Cause I feel like that's like where you're being wild. Whereas me, I don't have any tattoos or hardly any piercings. And I accidentally did meth before. So it's like, you know, we all. <laughs> Yeah, a little peek behind the curtain I get it out with the tattoos you know that's mm-hmm. how I get out the wild stuff. but that, and yeah but people are always like yeah I bet you've done like crazy shit and I'm like no not really like I I don't I think I got I I got blackout drunk one time and it was right before the pandemic at a Papa Roach concert and I oh my god I out of my know. life <laughs> that is pretty iconic yeah, but yeah, so people are always saying that. I'm like, I'm nah, I'm I'm at home watching King of the Hill. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> Honestly, not a bad night though. Yeah, yeah. Um cool. So you kind of, you know, get back into doing stand up. What mm-hmm. what kind of what, what was that kind of experience like? Did you feel at least for me personally, and I think a lot of women feel this way, like I I'm like I have to like if I if I'm not like super successful by like 30 I'm I'm a I'm a failure and like that's all I have left and you know what I mean but I know it's not re- you know that's not the reality of things but in my head I'm like if I don't do things now and then I'm like I see all these like famous women I'm like well when when they were my age they were doing this and that and blah 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 you know I just spewed mm-hmm. a lot at you <laughs> No 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 you're good No I uh it's definitely it hasn't been going the way that I thought it well, it, yeah. How do I say this? It's my career isn't going the way that I thought it was going to go, but 
I don't mean that in a negative way. Like I have gotten things that like, I didn't think I was going to get. And like, I'm still, you know, I'm still nobody. I'm still like climbing my way up. But like, I think it's really, I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves too, because like there aren't as many, I mean, yeah, we, we do work in like a male dominated field. And so like, it's not enough to just be funny. You have to be like extra funny and you have to work twice as hard. There's a really good documentary on um, Hulu right now called Hysterical. And it's all oh, about like about female comics and it's so, so good. Um, but when I was watching it, I was just like, wow, we have to, it's like, it's not enough just to like go through, you know, the fight for stage time and developing your jokes and blah, 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 blah. But it's also like, you have to deal with like sexual harassment and all this other shit. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely in the past few years and, and very recently I've had to deal with some harassment and it's so, it just is so frustrating because it's, it takes up as a female comic, like so much of your time that you could oh, be putting yeah. towards pursuing stand up. And I'm like, that's why women get left behind because we have to deal with all this emotional baggage of like all this other stuff going on when guys just have to like go to mics and like, you know, fuck around. Just like work on your craft, you know, like that's all you got to do. And I'm like, yeah. no, bonehead, like that's all you got to do. I have to dodge your shit on top of worrying about my shit, like, yeah. and making sure my jokes are good. And like, guys can get away with being mediocre as long as they're fi- like, this goes for any art form. As long as a guy has sex appeal, then he's okay. Whereas right. with women, like, you know, I know guys would probably argue like, no, well, all you can do is just be hot and do a lot. And it's like, to an extent we can use our bodies to like, you know, but like in art, you really do need to have, like, I, at least in my opinion, I really think to like be a standout person, you have to be like the whole package and then some. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've definitely noticed just, you know, at show you just you know just trying to getting more and more into stand-up I know so many guys who are so mediocre who have like careers and I'm like what it, like, it's what? maddening I like, can't even let it get to, I don't I don't even like think about it now yeah I just I'm like absolutely not so I know a lot of I'm like how are you how is this your job and you're as good as like an open micer like I don't understand how this is happening but yet I have to like be you know super professional but also likable and also really funny but also like chill and I'm like you know Mm -hmm. yeah that's something that's been very frustrating lately um and also just something else I've been realizing I had a, a very recent experience with a open micer who harassed me and then like told a bunch of people that I did all these things to him and like oh that's fucking disgusting yeah and um you know and I and it's one of those things where like I can't really defend myself because like then I'm like proving their point you know what I mean like anyways but it was just making me think like as a female a big part of stand-up is like the hang and, you know, that's kind of how they build friendships and doing shows together and getting more opportunities and, and the hang with, like, bigger comics that will, like, help them. And I'm like, women can't do that. Like, I couldn't hang out with people at my level and especially not people above me. Like, well, Hannah, so it's interesting that you – well, number one, I'm sorry that happened to you and you should tell me who it is off the podcast. But yeah. And I'll tell you who my thing is. But so 
I was just taken on the road by a comic who's, you know, technically a little bit bigger than me. And I say it like that with that tone, because before this trip that I just went on, it was just like a one date thing, like in a city, like a few hours South of here, I thought that like, I really respected this comic. And I, I, I like in my eyes, like they were really big and like blah, blah, blah. And then now I'm like, oh no, you're just like a dusty, crusty, sad loser of a man. And this is why you're never going to be that successful because you are disgusting. But anyway, so he takes me and my friend, who's also a comic down um, to the city and ends up like, we have better sets than him. Sorry, but it's true. Mm -hmm. Stage is having like a pity party about it and ends up showing his dick to us. And I was covering my eyes like this. It was on video of him like dipping his ball into some girl's mouth and then like, and then shows us another video of him sticking his dick in her mouth. And like, she's a young girl laying on her bed. Like, he's like old and it was just really disgusting. And it really was offensively, like it wasn't funny. I didn't ask to see it, not even, you know, whatever. But I have my eyes, I'm covering my eyes and he's yelling at me to remove my eye. Oh, come on, it's funny, it's funny. And I'm like, well, if it's so funny, then you won't mind if I tell the story then, yeah? Because it's it's not funny. It's actually really disgusting. And you disrespected me not only as a woman, but as a comic, because I'm just thinking, I'm like, I wonder if I was Sarah Silverman. I wonder if you would, if I wonder if you would still act like that. You know what I mean? If I was like right. a superior to you. Um, and you surely wouldn't treat me like this if you thought I was an equal. I mean, he's right. obviously showing it because some poor girl that he's shown it to played along and laughed and was like, yeah, ha ha. Yeah, but I was like, comfortable. oh, of course. And I'm like, but I just really let him know, like, that is disgusting. And I will never go on the road with you again. And he, I remember him distinctly saying, I thought I brought you on the road. Cause I thought you were cool. I thought you could hang. And I was yeah, like, yeah, I, that's the hang, the hang. And I'm like, if you're going to sexually harass me, I better also, be playing like, that girl in that video. Like, is she okay? Oh, you know what yeah, I mean? Probably not. But I'm like, she didn't consent to this shit. You know what I mean? Right. So I was like, did not this consent is... to you showing a bunch of people. No, it's it, it's disgusting. On there's so many levels. It's very layered and very gross. Um, right. And grim. But it's like, if you're gonna sexually assault me, well, don't number one. But or not assault, right. but like harass. Like, yeah. don't do it. But if you're going to, I better be opening for you for madison square garden right i better be I like better opening sort of for shit. like a netflix special i better be you better be paying my fucking rent or some shit yeah. you know not for a fucking bar show that i could have fucking booked like right. absolutely not i was that angered me to like a new level and i was just thinking i'm like if i was a newer comic or if i was young like i'm 28 years old i'm a grown woman and i'm like yeah. if i would have been younger this could have deterred me from doing stand up again it could have right. you know so i'm like it just made me really sad because i'm like you probably have done this to some girl and she might have quit or you know mm -hmm. wanted to stay away from you and like you know ended up staying away from comedy it's really sad right wow well i'm sorry that happened to you as well i'm glad that you said something what did he say when you said something Oh, you could just, I think I was the first girl to ever tell him that he was gross or something. Cause you right. could just see the regret and you could see him putting the pieces together. Like, oh, uh, uh but I'm also like, don't take me on the road. I'm a rape victim. And I talk about it openly in my set and like, right. I'm very vocal. And you know, if like, if you just do one ounce of research as to who I am as a comic, you would know, like, I do not hold back. I am a snitch. And so I'm just like, I, I don't know why you're right. Right. You know?
this is on you at that point <laughs> right also like how dumb are you that's just such a stupid thing to try to show especially with all the things happening with in, oh, in, the, in today's climate yeah i was just like you're an actual idiot it's like did you see what happened to louis ck like what do you <laughs> think are you dumb you know he wishes he could be louis ck but yeah yeah wow yeah i'm kind of in this place now i guess this is a good thing but also shitty that you know it comes to this i'm just i'm in this place i'm starting like a stand-up show that i'm trying to tour and i'm like i just want my own thing that i can invite people on and not have to talk to literally anyone else <laughs> yeah <laughs> um which i think is going to be awesome but mm -hmm. also like you know, it, it comes from a place of, I just get harassed so often. And I know I'm not going to become a professional comic unless I do it all myself. Like, I'm not, I, like, I'm never going to be able to go on the road with someone. Like, that's not going to be an option, really. And maybe unless it's another woman. Um, But I was even thinking, like, my favorite comic... I, I was like, I'm like, I would love to go on the road with him, but like, he's married. And I'm like, I don't even think a woman could go on tour with someone who's married because then that's a whole thing. You know what I, I disagree. Mean? I disagree. You know? So, okay, good. Yeah. okay. So, um, my roommate is Gabby Lamb and she just went on the road with Felipe Esparza who's married and his okay. wife booked her and like amazing experience. They like put her in a hotel. They paid her a great amount. Um, she opened for him for, um, she did two, she had six, uh, six shows where she was opening for him. And like, he, he was never a pervert to her. He was nothing but respectful, nice. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's what we need to normalize. Like the, the creeps right. shouldn't be normal. Like it's just because we keep putting up with it. But the more of us that keep being like, no, the more of us that are like, oh, that's disgusting. Please stop. Yeah. And like, we need, you know what we need? We need to introduce, like we, uh, wow. Reintroduce shame back into society because yes. right now people are not ashamed. And so I'm like, that's like, you know, the main thing that we have to do. Okay. That makes me feel better. But, but and yeah. I also have this thing where like, I, I feel like I am very jaded. So I just kind of think the worst of people, which isn't fair, mm -hmm. but it's also like, I don't know what you want me to do because it's hard. It's really hard, especially when, you know, like we, I mean, we go through so fucking much, but like, it is definitely very hard, but like, for me, like there were definitely like moments with the per I almost said his name, but the person that like took me on the, on the, you know, for like that one little road gig, I, there was so many moments where I was seeing his character and then right. I wasn't trusting myself or I was like catering to his feelings over mine because right. there were, Maybe he just doesn't know, or, you know, or like, well, he's giving me this opportunity, so I should be nice. That was definitely a thought of minor. And then he kind of got into my head a little bit, even when I was openly being like, no, no, no. And he's like, I thought you could hang. I was like, oh fuck, he's going to tell people that I'm a nightmare to bring and no one's going to want to bring me. And then I remembered you, you don't, no one has any control over my career except for me. Right. Yeah. I think we don't realize that enough. Right. Definitely. Yeah. That's kind of the experience that I, I had recently with this open micer. not a, he's not a comic, but no, call him what he is. He's trash. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, he was saying all these things to a bunch of people about me and it, it just really upset me because like, I can't control what he's telling people about me and it's not true things, but I also can't, I can't really, I know it myself. hurts. 
I know, I know. And I, I get that. And I know it's so like embarrassing and, and shitty. Um, I had an experience also kind of similar to that, but the best advice after going through that is just like, and it's easier said than done. And it takes, definitely takes practice, but like that you just have to just know in your heart that they are nothing. And like, right. if it's not true, you know, it, of course it's not true, but like, just, just keep going and just, just block them out. Just horse blinders, you know? Yeah. And yeah. they'll get like, that will like diminish their power. Cause they get power every time you give them attention. Right. Right. And the people that he's been telling things about me, I don't think that they believe him, but you know, you don't want to be in people's mouths. And it's just like, I'm like, I'm just here to do stand up. Like, and I can't, I can't even talk to anyone without some sort of drama started, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. And then someone else was like, I told him that you told me. And I was like, I haven't been talking to anyone about it. So then I was like, people are making up things that I said to them then then told him. I'm like, I can't even, I can't. No, just it. remove yourself because that just sounds like some high school drama. Like, yeah. Yeah. And but like, it, it sounds like he's like there for like the wrong reason. Yeah. But it is just like, it, it was a realization where I was like, people are going to say things about you that aren't true and I can't control them. And I just have to like, hopefully people see me for who I actually am. And, you know, so yeah, it's yeah. been kind of a, an experience recently where I'm like, oh, okay, I see what's happening. Yeah, definitely. I know it's so frustrating, but like, we just have to like control the narrative and like, okay. So like with the thing that happened to me, already I just put it into my set because I'm like you're not gonna get away with that right right yeah it's oh you were saying you always wanted to do stand-up what what kind of was like clicking in your brain as a kid that you wanted to do it um like my family they're all hilarious and we would always watch um stand-up together like I remember watching stand-up as like a young child and I just always loved it I just at first I didn't even know that like I could do that. I just, just always gravitated towards it. Mm-hmm. And then um, like we would always have, like as a family we would always have uh, family dinners. And I just remember like, I would never just, whenever we would go around the table and be like, oh, how was your day? How was your day? I loved, like, I would like want to go last. Cause I'm like, oh yeah, I can't wait. And then I would like perform my day from my family and like make it into a story um, or like a, like a funny story. And then it was actually, uh, my mom who started telling me I should do it. And then also one day, all of my friends were getting into college and this is still before, like, I fully knew I wanted to. And mm-hmm. I was in my friend's car who had just, I believe he had gotten into like MIT or he got into like a really good school, but I'm just sitting in his car and I'm crying. And I'm like, look, I'm really happy for you, but I am scared for me. Cause I have no direction in life and I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And then just so confidently and like very nonchalantly he's like oh well you're gonna be a comedian so you're fine you don't even need college anyway and then I was like oh and then I just stopped crying I'm like oh shit you know what I am gonna be a comedian and then I was just like and then like all my worries just like subsided that's awesome then yeah yeah cool cool yeah it's I think like you kind of have to I feel like doing anything in entertainment, you kind of have to have like a weird sort of like, this is going to work out to even be able to pursue it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> there's, there's times all the time. Where, like a, yeah. You, no, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's, there's times all the time where I'm you have like, to have like a blind faith. Yeah. Yeah. Where I'm just thinking like all these things I'm going to do. And then I'm like, 
But that's not like certain. But in my head, I've already like made it certain. But you kind of have to do that to an extent mm-hmm. to even. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, there's been so many times where like I've almost like, you know lost my apartment because I can't afford it. Or like my phone gets shut off because I can't afford to pay it. Or like, I can't even count how many times I've been like, this is it. This is it. My career. And then something gets pulled away. I just had something get pulled away from me that I I thought was fine. Like, again, I fell for it. I'm like, this is going to be fucking it. And then two days ago, it got pulled away from me and I was devastated. I still am really sad, but I'm kind of like, all right, you know what? I'm not even worried about it. Cause like I've lasted this long and things are, have been going well. So yeah, I just trust. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. like the thing you have to do. You just have to like not give up. Right. Right. Yeah. I feel like something I'm learning recently. It's weird. I was listening. Do you know what the hard times news is? Yeah. Yeah. I was listening to, um, like the guy who started it, he was on a podcast and he was saying, he was talking about the hard times and how they make money and how, you know, all this kind of stuff. And he was saying that like, even right now he has companies fail. And I was like, Oh, like really successful people have things that fail too. You know? And I was like, Oh, it's just like a part of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's universal. Yeah, and it kind of I was like, oh, like no matter where you're at, you know, things just fall through. You just have to keep moving. You could you could think something's a great idea, and then it's not a great idea, but you just have to like keep doing things. Yeah, I feel like it's all about like not to get too hippie-ish, but I really feel like it's all about like keeping your energy moving and keeping it like positive because when you like Mm -hmm. stop and you just think about like your mountain of like reasons why you haven't made it or why you wouldn't make it or you know whatever and making it I feel like is so relative but um I feel like when you like stop and just like kind of like allow yourself to go into this like lower vibration of thinking Mm -hmm. that honestly like I feel like you attract what you put out and then that's when whenever I've been like really sad and mopey that's usually like when like things in my career have gone like the worst and when I like no matter how much money I have in my bank account or like however bad things are in like my personal life like I really just my career like going 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 and then and like which I've been doing for like the past like couple months and I'm already starting to see a few things pay off from it which is cool that's awesome yeah just keeping the momentum moving and your energy positive yeah I've noticed I mean, just in general, but even in stand-up, like, as long, if I'm on stage and as long as I don't have, like, malice towards whatever I'm saying, I may not mm-hmm. do, have a great set, but I'm not going to bomb, you know what I mean? Like, as long as I'm not resentful or hateful or anything, like, people still are like, okay, cool, like, you know, I'm not laughing, yeah. but I'm here with you, you know? yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Cause it's all about energy. Yeah. Like, okay. So the, the day after that shit happened with the comic, I just told you about, I had a show directly after that. I'm like, okay. And I didn't want to go my body. I felt like I like had just done like a night of hard drugs. Like I just, I, my body felt so drained yeah. and like, it was just like, I think responding from like the trauma. Yeah. I'm like, all right. So I like, go to the show and I didn't even realize how bad of a mood I was in until I got on stage. And right when I grabbed the microphone, immediately I was just like 
fuck, I'm going to try and pull myself out, but I don't know. And I ended up having a horrible set. And like, the only time I would get laughs is when I called out how much the audience hated me, which then ended up just making me feel even worse, even though I'm like, oh, I'm getting laughs, but like they fucking hated my shit. But um, I don't blame them. Like my energy, like I wasn't believing what I was saying. I was like clearly in a bad mood and it just wasn't funny, you know, which is so interesting. You can say the same joke and have great energy and it'll do well. And then you say the same words, but how like, you know, you don't deliver it right. And then it just goes to shit. Yeah, I've definitely realized that recently. But it also just goes back to, like, why it's harder for women. It's, like, men don't have to deal with, like, all this emotional baggage and then be, like, okay, like, now I have to, like, be positive and, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Well, um, also, I feel like maybe this is sexist, but maybe it's not. But I feel like men can get away with being, like, angry and annoyed on stage, whereas yeah. it's we can't really. Yeah. I agree. Um, yeah, I feel like people make their careers off of being like the begrudging man who doesn't like things and hates everyone and he's better than everyone. But if if like God forbid I make any sort of comment, like I like I, I can't even comment on like how I look, you know? Like I'm so because I, I want to make jokes about how I date like ugly guys that I'm like more attractive than, but I can't do that. Like, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because then they're like, oh, you're acknowledging that like you could be more attractive than someone, you know, it, it, like you can, t- it's like a, a complete energy shift if I even make any comment about my appearance and it being better than someone else. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. completely. Yeah. So that's, that's an interesting kind of thing. Um. Yeah. yeah, it can be so stressful. I just feel like, yeah, we just we just have so much more on our plate to like consider. Also, I don't know if you know this, but like or have experienced this, sorry. Um, but I feel like a lot of times, um, like I just went to a show just to like see a show the other night. Mm-hmm. And I was talking with some of the comics after, and like I was the only uh girl in the in the circle, and I just kind of like I just was paying attention and these guys were my friends, but like, I just was like, you guys are letting each other talk and I have to fight for my, and it's just a simple conversation, but like, mm-hmm. I kind of felt like I had to be like, Hey, like I had to like really be aggressive to like get my fucking voice hurt. I was like, because they, I think it's just second nature to kind of just like block it out. Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like if I try, I, I feel like now I interrupt people more because oh, yeah. I have to like, it's a balance, you know, I'm, I'm trying not to interrupt people, but if I don't, like, I'm never going to say anything. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't even, okay, I guess I'm just going to sit here. Oh, I don't even give a fuck anymore. Like, I'm not going to be like, you know, if you're, if you're actually saying a sentence, I'm not going to just be rude and just interrupt. But like, mm-hmm. if, if like people are like deliberately ignoring me, oh, that would, that is a mistake. I will make my voice hurt. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, so what's kind of been, uh, what you've been doing during I don't know COVID times to keep yourself busy and oh my you know. gosh um I feel like I've been doing a lot um more so now like in the beginning I just I was in a relationship and I was like drinking a lot and like just you know just doing drugs in the apartment but then we broke up and then I'm like I kind of continued with the drinking and the drugs and I'm like what am I doing like I'm this isn't like cute anymore and I've already gone through this cycle so many times of my life so I was just like all right I'm done with that so I stopped partying. Um, 
And then I ended up starting a podcast with uh, Niles Abston, who's hilarious. And then um, I ended up getting a job for this, um, this YouTube show called Dating in the Modern Age. And it's, a, it's like a virtual dating show that I host, which has been cool. Oh, fun. And then just, you know, every once in a while, I'll get like, I'll feel really artistic and then I'll start painting. But I just have been feeling like so numb and depressed. So I haven't been being artistic recently, but I do need to get back into it. Oh, that's fun <laughs> to paint. When did you start painting? Um, I used to, I mean, I've always drawn a lot, but then I definitely got and I painted a little bit in high school, but like I got really into it, honestly, the beginning of quarantine. Okay, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. You opened yeah. A, a shop, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I like, um, not like I like uh, officially, but like, I was like, just, um, I, I started like an Instagram page and then I was having, Ooh, and then I was like having um, people go there. Okay. That's like awesome. doing art. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Is that something kind of therapeutic to do or? Yeah, very much so. Cause I also just like, I got so tired of watching things on screens and whatnot because we, you know, we've been trapped inside for so long. So I just, I found myself not even, I, I was like getting mad watching TV shows where people could like hang out in groups and I just didn't like it. I'm like, no, I don't want to look at this. So it was right. nice just like focusing on something else. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, 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 I definitely was like, I need to find other hobbies then because you know before COVID I just you know I was working or doing stand-up or yeah, I just didn't have time for and then everything stopped and I'm like oh I guess I like need things that fulfill my life like <laughs> you know well no completely like I kind of realized I didn't really know who I was because I didn't really give myself time like I was either in a relationship this whole time I was doing stand-up or um like jumping from relationship to relationship, codependent, or I was, you know, we yeah, are working at a restaurant, which was working me to death. And then in my free moments, I'm doing stand up, or I'm at open mics or I'm like writing. I had no like me time. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. Oh shit. Like, what do I like? What do I want? Yeah. Yeah. What do I like to do? What's my favorite color? Like, <laughs> I know. I'm like, there's a lot. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And something that I did a lot is I just like changed my space a bunch and decorated it more. And I was like, Oh, it really matters. Like where you live and how you keep it. <laughs> it like, oh hey. yeah. This was I like, like behind me, like, okay. Like I put like, you know, something on the wall. I painted, I got art for the walls. I never had art on my walls, but I'm like, okay, here we go. Yeah, it really yeah, does yeah. matter. I'm like, I'm never taking that for granted again. Yeah. 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 When I, before all this, you know, COVID stuff, I just, yeah, I just had like, maybe like a poster up and you know my furniture was shitty and all and then I slowly have been kind of like making it my own space I'm like oh this is like important to have your own space that you enjoy oh completely completely yeah yeah that's awesome um what's kind of the plans for the the I guess the, this next year that's coming that's happening not coming up happening yeah <laughs> that is unfortunately happening no um Let's see. Well, I'm going to try and, you know, just keep getting on as many shows as I can. I, I would like to keep my art up. I'm get, getting bad at like getting back into it again. Cause I feel like I just get into like slumps and then I'm like, no, I just don't want to, but I don't want to like lose doing art because like, again, from what we just talked about, like I wasn't really doing anything for myself. Right. 
besides like stand up before this. And I, I don't want stand up to be my only personality. Like I want to have a life outside of it. So like, right. I think like kind of keep some of the things I've learned through quarantine, I guess. But mm-hmm. then, um, honestly, I think I might move to New York when things get better. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. What, what's kind yeah. of the decision behind that? Um, a few, th- a few factors are there, but I guess the one that I'll tell you is I just, I really feel like, I, I feel like I'm okay at stand up. I feel like I'm, a, you know, I have some good sets here and there, but I really feel like if I was able to like really, you know, crack down and get up every single night, I feel like I could be a way better comic. And so like, honestly, my goal is just to like move there and to really just, you know, go the fuck off with stand up. Gotcha. Gotcha. Do you feel mm-hmm. like you, you can't do that in Los Angeles or? No, I don't. No. Okay. No. Especially okay. not right now because there's just not enough like stage time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of open mics. I don't, yeah. I'm very curious to see like what. I feel like the entertainment industry in general is just getting spread out. It is. I feel like you don't have to live in LA anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, we already know this, like, you know, movies weren't being shot here anymore. And like, it was already kind of going in that direction. But I feel like especially because of COVID, people were like, oh, like, we don't have to have people aud- come in and audition. Like, mm-hmm. they can just send us a video or Zoom or, you know, whatever. And then, yeah, people don't even film things here anymore, really. No, they don't. Yeah. And I mean, even with stand up, there's so many cities with clubs and scenes and um yeah, so I'm just I'm curious to see kind of what you know how much things go back to normal slash things just kind of stay spread out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What are some of your goals? Oh, I really want the show that I the show I'm producing, Riff Raff Comedy. I really want to start that. Um, I have a I actually have a venue in Phoenix. Oh, dope. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to have you on one of the shows at some point. I'd love to do it. Um, I reached out to a bunch of places. I there was another thing I was like, they're a lot of them are gonna reject you and you just have to or not respond. I'm like, just deal with it. It's not a big deal. They don't care about you. No, honestly, don't stop being afraid of like the word no. Like who like it's honestly it's like it's already no if you don't ask. Right, right. Um, but yeah, I'm just kinda trying to do the show and as many different cities as I can and just kind of meet people in other scenes. And, um, yeah, I mean, I just, most of the reason why I'm doing it is because I'm just like, I just don't want to deal with with all these comics that are fucking assholes. Like Mm -hmm. I, I have my core group of people that I know I like, uh, they could come do the shows and then everyone else, you know, stay away. Yeah. (laughs) No, I get. It. I think running your own show is so good. I ran, I ran one very briefly with my friend Bianca, who's also a hilarious comic, and I, we loved. It. It's like a lot of work, but we loved doing it. Yeah. It also, you also learn so much. Yeah, I feel like this year I'm kind of learning that I need to learn how to network and be more of like a business person and not just a comic. Like that, you know, that's really important to be doing the work as a comic but I definitely have realized I'm like oh I need to be able to like negotiate things and and just as a woman like being able to talk to men and have them not make it sexual and like make them know that you are 
you mean business and it's not anything else but that yeah and that's something I'm like I just have to learn like that it sucks but like that's something I have to learn how to do mm-hmm. yeah so, yeah it comes with time but I think it's like yeah I think it's gonna be so great like especially like if you already have like a venue in Phoenix and whatnot I think that's gonna be so good yeah yeah so I'm stoked stoked that's awesome congratulations yeah yeah well thank you for being on the podcast thanks for having me honey yeah um do you want to plug plug your plug your life oh okay um and then I forget everything. Oh, okay. So uh, yeah, I have a podcast called the clown cast that I do with uh, my buddy Niles Afson. And then, um, I just posted all my shows on my Instagram and they're in a little highlight reel. If anyone would like to come check it out. Cool. What's your Instagram again? Oh, it's Harper Rose D. Cool. Awesome. Well, thanks for being on. Thank you.